After 1998's Airbud Golden Receiver brought in a disappointing $10 million at the box office, falling just short of its $11 million budget, producer Robert Vince wasn't quite ready to throw in the towel just yet. However, all of the remaining sequels about our beloved sports dog were doomed to be straight-to-video releases. In 2000, Buddy tried his paw at soccer in Airbud World Pup. In 2002, he played baseball in Airbud's 7th inning fetch. In 2003, he played volleyball in Airbud Spikes Back. And he ended his sports career in 2005 with Airbud in the Rough, where he plays golf. We're talking about Airbud in the Rough right now on Purely Nostalgia. Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good, or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Shapsmith, the greatest good you're ever going to get, and today we're going to get a little bit cringy. And I'm Clint Jazzhands Page, the cringiest cringe <laughs> in what the French might call les cringy Tom. Oh, no, no, you just put the word right in there. That was masterful and genius. Um... Masterson Genius. Masterson Genius, which is one of the characters in this movie we're going to talk about today. Yep. But we'll get to that. Oh, man. Um, ah. Clint, what's yeah. new in your life? What's new? Yeah. Um, well, last weekend, Elisha, you and I did something. I remember. I was there with you, and I queued it up. I queued you up to talk about it in this masterful way where I said, Clint. What's new in your life? Knowing that you're going to talk about the fact that we performed at an improv festival in Gatlinburg. We did. We but, did. But nobody cares about that. But we're not going to talk about because us performing. Because something way more interesting happened there. So, well, first of all, I do want to say you fell in love. So, did I? there's that. You did. Oh, I don't know if I fell in love. I was falling in love with for sure. You, you fell. Sm- you, uh, somebody fell in love with you. I caught someone's That's, eye for sure. Somebody is smitten for the Eli. <laughs> smitten for the Eli. Smitten for the Eli. Um, uh, we went on a ride. We went on a ride. It's a real ride. A real, uh, a thrill ride. A thrill ride. The thrilliest. What's it called? Uh, er- <laughs> I'm going to say it like how the advertisement screamed it as you're waiting to uh-huh. get on the ride. Earthquake the ride. It was Earthquake the ride. We went on Earthquake the ride in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which I think we've talked about on the show before. If you're unfamiliar with the area of Gatlinburg, it's like someone took Las Vegas and put it in a shrinking machine and then also and it made, and it made it get on like disability and rubbed it up against Dolly Parton for a while. <laughs> And that's Gatlinburg. That's Gatlinburg. And it's just this two lane road, basically. It's a strip. <laughs> that's what it is, yeah. It's a two lane strip and there's like you can get moonshine, you can get um guns. Guns, pancakes, <laughs> pancakes, lots of fudge. And we we got earthquakes. We got earthquakes 
there's this ride called <laughs> Earthquake the Ride. And there's a lot of other stuff like this in Gatlinburg and its neighboring town, Pigeon Forge, which there's like Jurassic Jungle Ride, which has a big <laughs> animatronic dinosaur outside, but it's just like yeah, a maybe. big warehouse <laughs> with some boats in front of it. And you're like, what goes on in there? <laughs> Rawr, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> kinda... um, and so we went on Earthquake the Ride and... Um, I think at like, like 11 o'clock at night, it was really late and I, we walked by and I said, Clint, how cheap would that have to be <laughs> for you to be okay with all of us doing this ride? And what did you say? You were like, you said like 15 bucks or something, $15 right? and it was eight ninety nine, So we did it <laughs> and it was uh... the most upsetting experience <laughs> of my life. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, um, there was a young lady probably younger than us, um, working the front desk. And you had the the gall to run up and tell her something because out of everyone that went, you were the only single one. See, um, like... Two, yeah. two married guys and one in a, in a polyamorous relationship. And <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, but um, you <laughs> ran up and said what to the young... The young Earthquake Barker? I feel like we're making a bigger deal out of this than it actually was. I, I am making a big but, deal because I'm a matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. I mean, I ran up there and I was just a ball of charisma and charm. <laughs> and I slammed my hand down on the table and I said, five earthquakes, please. <laughs> and she thought that was hilarious to all of our collective shock. Uh-huh. But... um. We need to talk about the ride itself and the technology behind it. Yeah. Uh, but you sit in like a subway car kind of uh-huh. and you like strap yourselves in and there's just this old man standing there like, y'all ready for the ride? Hey, future Eli here. <laughs> the word that and, Clint was uh, looking for you was just, Malibu. Like, are on a chair that kind of rocks back and forth <laughs> and you're in like a bus thing and the bus thing moves back and forth, which moves your chair and like the stuff happens like there's like animals <laughs> all over and the place you're like you're, you're in like a subway station and yeah. you're like there's an earthquake the gorilla is loose <laughs> and there's like a gorilla in the cage and he's just this like it's a mannequin with just like a a, a two-dimensional arm coming out at you like, yeah Rawr. and there's like snakes that come down from the ceiling that was the funniest thing you like go towards a tunnel and then like something happens and then these like wooden snakes kind of pop out at you <laughs> and andrew ridge who is with us uh he was right in front of me and he screamed laughing and that was i think the funniest thing that happened that entire trip it was an incredible experience and then you think the ride's over and it stops mm-hmm. and like the lights come back on and then the windows to our left just opened up and these two gorillas come down and go Rah! <laughs> this gorilla has just poked through as like a last little scare last little scare to get you because you know there's a theory that like the last shot of a movie is supposed to sum up the thesis statement of the movie so the, mm-hmm. the thesis statement of this ride was gorillas <laughs> <laughs> oh boy we had like just finished performing uh-huh and I think that that was a good, uh, that ride was the thesis statement of our entire trip. It's the I only think. thing I remember. Yeah, pretty much. The only much. thing I'll be telling my kids about. Yeah. Hire us for your corporate events. But we are not here to talk about Earthquake the Ride as much as we would like to do an entire podcast about that. That's not what yeah. this podcast is about. We're here to talk about a movie 
called Airbud Colon in the Rough. Airbud Airbud Colon in the Rough, but the DVD box is like Airbud Colon in the Rough and then at the bottom No Time for Horseplay. No time so. for Okay, I missed that on mine. I've always just acted like the tagline was the golf one because <laughs> golf dog. That's the yeah, golf dog. They should have called this one the golf dog. Airbud colon golf dog. Yeah. Um do you wanna get into your personal experience with this one? Had you seen this one? I had not seen this one. Okay. I remember uh specifically like you know, we talked about this before. Most yeah. of our movies that I watched as a child were usually like on vacation or something. Mm-hmm. And so I remember seeing like previews on, uh, you know, like the DVDs and stuff. Yeah. Like when they would re-release like Fox and the Hound or Herbie the Love Bug or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would say it would, you know, give modern day previews where it was like the Iron Giant, although that's, you know, Warner Brothers, but it's like yeah. the Iron Giant, uh, Air Bud in the Rough, you know, and then right. whatever other Disney movie was coming out at the time. You know? Yeah. So I had only seen like, short little clip previews for it but never the like never did i take time to watch the whole thing until now yeah same i had also never seen this one i think it was a little bit after i would have been into movies like Airbud. this was 2005 so i was in fifth grade so i don't yeah. know i could have seen it if i'd been I in think the mood I, if you're anything like me as a fifth grader you would have been like Oh, I want to see that lame dog movie. Yeah. But then in your mind, you're like, I want, I want to see that lame I dog movie. I want to movie. see the dog play golf. It's so bad. Um, so let's just place this in the chronology of the Airbud timeline, just so we're yeah. on the same page. So we've talked about Airbud and Airbud Golden Receiver, the basketball one and the football one. There's yep. a couple that we skipped because we can't do every Airbud movie. Um, we, the, the wackiest, I suppose. Mm-hmm. We had to start with the beginning, obviously. Yeah. And then I think football is kind of far-fetched. And then, haha, get it? But um, <laughs> And then I think compared to like soccer and volleyball, I think golf is a little more ridiculous. Right. Personally. And so, yeah. So there's a baseball one in 2002, I believe. And then um, soccer one, 2003. And then this is 2005. And then Air Buddies is 2006. So this is like the last traditional airbud movie where he's like playing a sport right correct he had his kids by this time but you don't see them right uh, no airbud yeah didn't he have babies yeah yeah he's got babies uh-huh I, they don't <laughs> doctor he's got babies well in this one <laughs> um in this one he goes to stay with it's josh's cousin right jared yeah so they don't bring the puppies i guess someone else kept the puppies they don't really (laughs) address it don't really i guess i don't know they Um, probably didn't really feel the need to explain it yeah no i mean it's not the only thing in this movie that's not fully explained but we'll get into that later there's a lot that goes kind of unanswered yeah a lot of important things that go unanswered um so I guess we could get into our first impressions if we want to. Mm-hmm. Should we do our so, typical uh, one to ten? Yeah, let's 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 do our typical one to ten numbers. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna guess yours. You guess mine. Okay. okay. You go first. Uh, wait. Okay. Are, wait. Do we do this at the same time? I don't remember. No, we do it at different times. Okay. You guess first. Okay. I um, I, I'm going in with the caveat with you telling me uh, early on saying, "Hey, I." Actually, kind of like this movie more than I 
So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. I'm not sure what your baseline was for it, but it was apparently high. Uh, so I'm going to say six for you. Five. So not too Ooh, far off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you may guess mine. Um, I'm guessing two for you. <laughs> yeah, it was a two. Okay. <laughs> um, so it was pretty well right. My personal opinion, it, it was pretty well right in line uh, quality-wise. Yeah. I think so. Um, I think that this is the weirdest of the ones that we've watched, for sure. Yeah. And I, I just was able to find a lot of enjoyment in it. It definitely did something, I think, in, in a sense, better, but in a sense, not better than the original than that than the uh, original two that we watched. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It didn't feel like it needed to have as much heart as the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, there's almost zero heart, and <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all wackadoo nonsense. Also, I was just kind of sick of Josh, so we didn't talk about. It was about, refreshing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, we didn't even mention there's the soccer one too. That's so. There's really three that we didn't talk about. Right. Soccer, right, baseball, right, right. volleyball. Yeah. Soccer, baseball, volleyball. Yeah. Um. Which the soccer one's still about Josh. Baseball and volleyball, I believe, are both about his sister. Sister. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And this one is about. Their cousin, cousin Jared, which is yeah. just the name Josh, but different. <laughs> it's a different Josh, pretty a, much. Let's call him Other Josh. Other Josh, blonde right. Josh. He's blonde. Yeah, he is. He's the the uh, kid from High School Musical. Yeah, which, I mean, we'll get to that. What's his name? Lucas Lucas Grable. Lucas Gra- Grable, I think. Uh, Garble. <laughs> Lucas Garble. <laughs> Lucas Gargoyle. So, yeah. um, and then. Yeah. Uh, okay. We won't get too much into that. That's yeah. That's a good first impressions. Um, I guess we can take a quick break and then we'll get into this in full force. Welcome back to our anthology series, where we first brought you season one of a quest for a crystal sponsorship. We now move on to a new sponsorship in a new universe. We hope that you enjoy your time and you enjoy. Part two of Quest for Sponsorship. Quest spelled properly. Well, Muskrat Willie, what brings you into my bar this time of day? Shouldn't you be tending to town business? Well, the sheriff's just been shot. Cletus? The the sheriff's just been shot? Yeah. Well, who did it? Did you see him? Well, I don't know. It was some tall fella on a big black horse, and he rode off. I guess, I guess that I guess. puts me in charge now. That makes you the sheriff now. I'm the sheriff now. Well, do you need a drink or something? Yeah, what you got for me? I got you some liquor. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Oh, boy. I never had any of that liquor before. Well, you're a real man now. You're in charge of the whole town. Well, I I feel like this town has been going downhill for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think what we need is a sponsorship. Are you saying, like, some kind of government succulent? No, no, no. I'm saying a business pays us a bunch of money... And we could just paint their logo all over the all buildings over in this t- town. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So like a corporate sponsorship. A corporate sponsorship. 
Oh, well, if you don't mind me being so brass, I'm brass. going <laughs> to shut down the bar for the day, and I'm going to join you on this sponsorship quest. Hey, Cletus, you want to be my deputy? Do I have a gun in my back pocket? I don't know, do you? You tell me. Oh, wow. That was a great shot. You shot that fella's hat right off. Yep, and I shot the man behind him. Oh, no. He's been eyeballing my gal all day. That was my uncle. Yeah, he's been eyeballing my gal all day. Yeah, he's kind of a bad fella. It's probably good you shot him. Yeah, if not, you'd have to arrest him. And quite frankly, that's a conflict of interest. So, you're welcome. I think I have to arrest you for shooting a man. No, I'm deputized. Okay. <laughs> well, hop out. Do you have a horse, sir? <laughs> yeah, I got a horse. I'm the sheriff now. Oh, you inherited the horse. All right. Well, I'll use the deputy horse. Okay. It's like, it's like a, it's a, it's a mule, but it's like a sidecar situation. So. It's it's strapped to the side of your big horse, and, uh, and and then I just sit on it, and it pulls. That sounds like a good plan. So we'll just strap him to the side of it, kind of up in the air, so his feet don't even touch the ground. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'll do just right. All right, hop on. Now let's go after that guy who killed the sheriff. Giddy up. Oh, I thought we were going after a sponsorship. I got a feeling he's going <laughs> to, whoever he works for is who we want to sponsor us. Probably. Uh, it, you, you know, the, the world is just a small enough place where that's like a 20% likelihood. That's probably true. There's only about 75 people in this here part. It, 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 and I only know of one business. I'm not going to say it now, but I'm hoping it's going to be the one that sponsors us. Hey, I just remembered when he shot the sheriff, but he did not shoot the deputy. Right. I, fig- I found this little tag on the ground that came off of his hat. <gasps> a, cl- a clue. <laughs> it's our first clue. Let's see what, what this says. Say? Do you know how to read? I do know how to read. Oh, well, thank I'm, God. I'm you're the, the sheriff, sheriff for man. a reason. It says, Earthquake the Ride. You don't think. He, does this man work for an earthquake he, ride? He is the one that's been coming around here and shaking people's houses. Well, they're not. Like, earthquake the Ride. That'll be $8. They're not the, the ones all the way down in Gatlinburg, are they? They have to be. Apparently, they've been traveling. Things are getting real slim down in the burg, and they've been coming around these parts trying to hassle us hard-working folks for our money. Well, if he shot the sheriff, we're going to have to assume that he was not told to do that by Earthquake the Ride, because if we want to get them to sponsor sponsorship us, yeah, 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 right. we can't be Good spreading call. around information like that. Yeah, good call. He is acting as a free agent, Earthquake the Ride. And you know what? I think the sheriff was kind of a bad sheriff anyway. So even if they did tell him to Wait, do so that... you he had it coming. He had it coming, and I think I'm going to be a good sheriff. I think you'll be a better sheriff. I heard he was, uh, he was entangled in larceny. I said I think I'm going to be a good sheriff, and you kind of took that a notch down and said better, which honestly, I'll take it. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, anything is a step up from that SOB, but yeah, you, you're, you're going to do great, Sheriff. All right. I'll be your deputy. Well, let's go after this guy and see if we can talk to a representative from Earthquake the Ride. hey That was the first installment of Quest Part 2. Tune in next week and hear where our heroes take us this time. Hey, let's climb onto this golf ball. <laughs> oh no, there's and a dog coming. There's a dog coming and he has a golf club. He's got a golf and club and he's carrying it somehow. Thwap. And thwap. now we're, for the first time ever, we're both 10,000 feet, not just me. So yeah, uh, history but, is being made. Right, but I still, um, I think my glasses flew off. When, okay, so when that dog hit the see. ball, so I'm gonna need you to describe to me the 10,000 foot view of this movie that we're seeing. Fair enough. Okay, so the 10,000 foot view of this, as we mentioned earlier, is that uh, Josh is at college. His sister, uh, they kind of explain, is at summer camp, mm-hmm. and uh, we never see Josh, but we do see the sister um, and the parents. Uh, Mrs. Fram and Richard Carn, yes, uh, finally uh, are able to take their well-deserved honeymoon that they had been uh, discussing for what, like four years now. Uh, but and now I love actually... how you can tell that Richard Carn was like they shot his scene later because he's only in the first scene. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but he's not even. There's no one else in the frame when they shoot him. So. Right, <laughs> he's like standing in uh, like. <laughs> A white background, like yeah, Bora Bora. And that's... <laughs> anyway, and that's, go on. That's really all he says. But yeah, so uh, they don't really talk about the buddies at all. Um, we do need to say this was a direct to VHS or a direct to television movie. Of course, so they, yeah, they didn't really explain a whole lot. But they need to do something with Buddy, and I guess a dog kennel isn't good enough. So they send uh, they send him to his. Um, Josh's cousin, uh, what's his name? Jared. Um, Jared. Jared Fram. Jared that's Fram. right. Yeah, Jared Fram. He lives in uh, California, mm-hmm. uh, like kind of near the coast. And um, I think Maui is where they said. Hey, future Eli here. The word that Clint was looking for was Malibu. But uh, Wine country. Lives... Wine country, correct. I don't know where Maui is. <laughs> I think that's Napa Valley. <laughs> sure. Um, but but they send him to uh, stay with uh, Jared, who, um, how old would he be? He'd be a I think early middle schooler? I think he's no, or, 15. Or, I think they say he's so 15. He'd be, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which he looks a little schooler. older than that, but. Yeah, yeah. That's how it typically uh, but is. He, he's an early high schooler, um, and he's got a summer job uh, picking up and cleaning golf balls from the Masterson Golf Course. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, is owned by Harold R. Masterson, mm-hmm. played by Larry Miller, for which we of Max uh, Keeble fame. Uh, of Max Keeble fame, honestly, perfect casting. Yes, he's <laughs> but, great. Yeah, uh, and he's played. You know, he's Mr. Masterson is just the ambiguous rich man uh, that is mean, mm-hmm. and so there's you know some shots with. Uh, with Jared and Buddy kind of getting along, uh, Jared learns that Buddy is athletic from his cousin, and uh, so pretty much. Uh, so 
buddy, the groundskeeper. Hey, Jared, this dog's pretty athletic. Just a heads up. <laughs> uh, the the groundskeeper uh, allows Jared to bring Buddy with him while Jared is like recovering the golf balls from the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like this high stakes game of golf between the mayor. I think they said the mayor, or, like the commissioner, or something. I think uh, it is the mayor. It's like a fundraiser thing. So it's like yeah, yeah. But the the mayor yeah. is playing against. Mr. Masterson. Mr. What's his name in Max Keeble? Principal. Oh, Principal Masterson. <laughs> but, uh, Principal uh, Masterson. Yeah, you can look it up later and interject. Yeah. Um, but they're playing a high-stakes game, and Mr. Masterson, while he owns a golf course, is not very good at golf at all. He thinks he's like hot stuff, but he's not good at all. Principal uh, Jim Drake. Yes, Jim Drake. He's Yeah. <laughs> uh, Principal Jim Drake's not very good at golf at all. Yeah. And during... Uh, while he's about to chip onto the green, the putting green, he chips the ball and Buddy runs out of the golf, runs out of the woods and catches his ball midair. Uh, everybody as he is wont to do, as he is one to do to mess up things <laughs> and uh, catch balls. Every, right, everyone kind of gets a kick out of it except Mr. Masterson, and he's pretty humiliated. Mm-hmm. Um, and he 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 wants to seek vengeance, and so he asks whose dog this is. Um, and you know, Jared comes forward and says, you know, it's his, or he's watching it and he's like, boy, who are you? And fires him. Uh, but then he also claims that whenever he was trying to get his, uh, titleist back from buddy, Buddy bit his hand. And so he's trying to have the dog euthanized. And so, uh, Jared feeling responsible, uh, challenges Mr. Masterson to a game of golf. Uh, and if it kind of, the kind of Caddyshack style <laughs> and, um, if Mr. Masterson, loses uh he has to give the golf course to jared uh and then mr masterson's like ha ha i'll one-up you my prized horse samuel can beat you and uh you know they play uh samuel the the big horse the big brown horse plays golf against buddy samuel's never in the movie before he says his name yeah he's it's just like oh my horse samuel and then everyone in the crowd's like ah yes samuel um, which I assume he's like a, a, what is it? Dressage horse or something, something fancy. Yeah. Um, but Samuel loses barely. Um, and then Mr. Masterson has to, uh, give the golf course to Jared. And then I think he goes to jail. They don't really say mm-hmm. it's like he loses. And then the police come and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're under arrest. What? I guess he was arrested for lying about the dog biting him, but I think so. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know yeah. how they found that out right at that moment. Yeah, they had just been sitting on that Easter egg of information and then decided, yeah, now is when it's spring. <clears throat> oh um, boy, did I? Co- you think I covered everything? You covered most of it. I mean, there's a little bit before the actual match where the dog and the horse play against each other. Where like this is the first movie where. Um, he kind of has to help Buddy learn how to play golf. It's not like he's right. just naturally great at it because he catches the ball early in the movie. But then it's like, wait a second, how does that translate to him <laughs> hitting a golf ball? So yeah. instead of the, you know, the movies normally have a montage where they play like sentimental music and it's just like them playing basketball in the backyard. This time it's like him like trying to figure out how to get Buddy to hold a golf club. <laughs> yeah, and you see him just like kind of going through 
a, a montage of like hit it like this can you hold it in your mouth uh-huh. can you hold it with your dog arms can you hit it with your tail mm-hmm. and then you just see a shot of like uh jared standing and then he like wide eyes and then you see the ball fly away but you don't see how buddy hits it and he just goes that's it and so (laughs) it's crazy because every time buddy hits a golf ball you see him approach the tee with a golf club in his mouth but you never and sometimes you'll see him kind of like swing his head but you never you never see him actually like make contact with the ball so it's never really clear what's going on yeah, you're not really sure because he'll sometimes he'll come up to the tee and like set the club down. And yeah. so you're like, is he getting his footing? What, what's he doing? And, and so you're not really sure. I have I have a theory. OK, let's hear it. I think that he holds it like a human <laughs> with his paws. And so he just kind of sits back on his hindquarters and then just holds it and then, uh, you know, beefs it back and just goes diesel on that golf ball that could be what's happening but you'd think if that was happening there'd be a shot where he kind of grasps the club with his paws you know like in the first movie where he sticks his paw in when they're putting their hands in (laughs) there'd be a shot like that of him holding the clubs but they never do that Um, in in every single like moment you see him uh you know hit the golf ball Mm-hmm. It's always a cutaway to like a crowd reaction or like where the ball goes or whatever. Um, the horse is more believable on how he hits the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, I he, did, he just puts the club yeah. in his mouth and swings his head. He's his head's kind of at the right height for that anyway, right. so it kind of works. And, yeah, and horse neck muscles are far stronger than any human muscle could ever be. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, and uh, so that kind of works, and like. They still, you still don't really see his club making contact with the ball um, when he hits it, but right. you can at least see what's happening where he rears his head back and then starts to go right. forward, and they and then they cut to like, and it's just like a ball flying in the air, and everyone's like, "Wow!" Have, have you ever played golf before? Yes, I I've used to attempt to play like in high school a little bit. Oh, I was never good I at it. I suck at golf. Yeah, I'm very bad at it too. My wife is actually very good at golf, uh-huh. and so I don't like going with her because she does so much better than I do, and I get so frustrated. Yeah, it's uh, a frustrating game. It is. Uh, so, like, compared to the other sports like football and basketball, mm-hmm. I've played golf more than I have ever, like, played around a football or played around a basketball. Yeah. Um. So watching these animals just, like, be so good at the sport made me like I think a little more frustrated than the other ones yeah and it's it's just weird that like why is it it's still like Airbud is very much the focus of this movie the dog playing golf that horse deserves way more credit than the movie gives it (laughs) yeah and like Sam his name Samuel right Samuel yeah what I what I thought was funny, and this was I guess kind of a callback to the first one, mm-hmm. where they, um, you know, may, had to get Buddy like special dog slippers, uh, special dog basketball slippers. Yeah, uh, they had to do this again with like the little spikes in the bottom of it. Yeah, um, for Buddy as well as the horse. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I love that. They didn't even make them like cylindrical looking for the horse. They just looked like shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like horseshoes are a thing. So I don't know why they didn't put right. actual horseshoes on him that have little golf spikes in them. No, he, well, they're like sneakers. Well, yeah, there was a portion. I don't know if uh, it was very short. It's like 30 seconds where Mr. Uh-huh. Masterson was doing like a. Yeah, have you ever seen Rocky before? Yeah. Uh, have you seen the one where he fights the the Russian guy? Um, maybe I can't remember. They're all the same. He fights a Cal, dude. Caldrogo, Cal I think is his name. But uh, okay, um, uh, there's like a, a montage sequence where like Rocky's you know run up the stairs and punch in meat, and then there's uh, a, a, a another montage sequence of the Russian like preparing and he's got this really high tech gym. Yeah, and that's kind of how we saw it with this. Like Mr. Masterson had like a really high tech gym uh, to help train the horse. Like yeah. he was on a tra- on a treadmill, and then uh, he's like, "I need I need Samuel to have the the best horseshoes." And they're like his scientist or whoever, you know, come up and um, are like, "Yes, we have horseshoes for him." And it's like a size twenty sneaker, <laughs> basically. <laughs> they're so big. I don't know they're... how they stay like on when he walks, but they do somehow. I know. It's very doofy looking. Like it's like clowns. they just filled the shoes with Play-Doh or something and then had him <laughs> step into them. Yeah. I think the funniest part, though, was how they had to build a uh, a, a bigger golf cart <laughs> for the horse to sit in. Yeah, I don't know why he couldn't have just walked, walked. you know. <laughs> it was funny seeing Buddy with, like, his little, you know, he had, like, an argyle. Yes. And, you know, his his hat. And so did the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny seeing Buddy in the golf cart, but then just seeing this like flatbed trailer and golf cart with a horse like in the back <laughs> standing in it and was hilarious to me. That was fantastic. And just the horse in general, like the the bad guy is Masterson, right? The horse right. is not really the villain of this movie, but he's yeah. also like he's just kind of nothing. You kind of get a sense that the horse is kind of doing this against his will, but there's never right. like a moment of camaraderie between Buddy and Samuel. Like you feel like there should be after the tournament or something. So like, are you saying that like you wish that after Mr. Masterson won the horse, like, or I, I'm sorry, Mr. Masterson lost the horse turns to Buddy and is like, kill me. I'm miserable. <laughs> no. What I wish had happened is like the horse kicks Masterson into a big mud puddle or something, and then you're like, oh, okay, he's on and our side. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, Samuel. Samuel. Um, uh, I think, as as I think we said with Max Keeble, um, Larry Miller, I think, was my favorite. He's so movie. good. He's very good, which is why he, I think I like the movie more than you. It's just his right. performance is fun to watch. It's very good. He He's very good at playing, like, the elitist if that makes sense yes he's very good at playing like the the evil elitist and he he goes like full ham in this mm-hmm. movie yeah he does um, not phone it in and he just yells a lot which is what he's good at he doesn't yeah. ever say cease which is kind of sad yeah but. it's very sad um what was disturbing to me was how much he wanted buddy to be dead yeah and i wanted like, to talk about that Okay, well, so how did you feel about that? Well, I mean, I felt like that was a bit much for the movie, but I thought it was weird how every time he talks about it, he uses the word euthanized, which yeah. is like 
a lot of little kids don't know what that means. So that was probably strategic on their part of being like, right. we can't just say like, Where am, I'm going to kill. kill that dog. But it's like, yeah. a lot of kids probably watch the movie just going like, what does euthanize mean? <laughs> I guess that means he goes to youth group. I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's going to turn him into a youth? He turns younger, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a little much because the stakes in the first movie was that uh, the the clown, Mr. Noodle, mm-hmm. was just going to send him to the pound. Uh, but with this one, it was like, nah, this dog needs to go. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's pretty uh, he's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and I th- I think it was it was kind of weird how. Like in the other movies, there's always like a coach figure who's kind of a mentor yeah. to Josh. There's not that doesn't really happen in this one. I think what they're trying to do is Jared is like that figure to Buddy, to and Buddy. it's like Buddy yeah. is the protagonist, but like Buddy For, can't talk, dude. So right, if, if I, I think the closest they probably came to that was the groundskeeper, but he was like. 80 years old yeah you know just this like goofy old man or he wasn't even goofy it's just like this you know old man that's really it he's just like yeah he can can come they would just cut to him every once in a while he'd be like a dog playing golf (laughs) that's pretty crazy that's pretty crazy uh and then there was a scene where like buddy's putting the golf this movie mirrored caddyshack in a lot of ways yeah yeah um yeah, which I think this was probably their like fr- family friendly attempt at Caddyshack, uh-huh. uh, is my guess. But like when Buddy's about to put the ball in, uh, the groundskeeper goes over and like whispers something to him, and Jared goes, "What'd you tell him?" And he's like, "You don't need to know." And then Buddy like nails this ninety yard putt, basically. <laughs> So I don't know what like magical secret the groundskeeper told him, but yeah. it worked. It worked. Um, so we talked a little bit about Mar- Larry Miller's performance. is very good. What did you think of Lucas Grab- Grabiel? Is how you say it? Gra- Grabiel. Yeah. So he Grabiel. He was the uh, for those who don't know, he was the the blonde brother of um, of Sharpay Sharpay uh-huh. in uh, High School Musical. Right. So this was predating high school musical is one year before uh, so this is probably how he landed high school musical correct correct so yeah i mean if you look at it the way it would go he filmed this did he was already on contract with disney and they're like hey we like you you're talented yeah uh you come on this i mean i thought he was okay um he definitely was a lot more toned down than in high school musical yeah yeah he's just a boy yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just a boy. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing special. Like, there's nothing special about Josh's performance. Um, with the, I mean, he wasn't, like, as emotionally destroyed, I guess, as Josh would be. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, he was just, like, like you said, he was just a boy. Like, nothing special. Yeah, well, he doesn't get to sing much in this one, like he does in High School <laughs> Musical, because there is the karaoke scene where they go, like, yeah. before the big da- game, they're just trying to blow off some steam. Where mm-hmm. he and Buddy go to like a little karaoke bar nearby, yeah, um, and he like what, sings a little bit. But what I found disturbing was how they simulated that Buddy got drunk at the bar. Yeah, yeah, that was one like, thing that was in the parents' guide section. Yeah, there. Yeah, we're not. I don't think we're gonna. No, there do wasn't much in there days. for sinful moments today, but yeah. uh, that was in there for sure. You, you see him like saunter up to the bar, and the barkeeper's like what do you have? And then Buddy barks and the barkeeper goes, whoa, and then like sets down this 
you know, what is a, a growler in front of him, yeah. I guess, you know, to a growler, he's a dog, and then you just see, like, a cutscene. Can you say that just, again, like, actually? Growler. D- say, like, growler is a dog. Just Growler is a dog. Just say, like, it's a growler because he's a dog. It's a growler because he's a dog. Uh, beans. Okay. Yeah. You just kind of see the, you never see him actually partake, mm-hmm. but uh, you just kind of see the bartender's reaction of being like, whoa, you know, you have a problem. And then Buddy's just kind of like stumbling around the bar. Which and I'm they, not really sure how they trained a dog to do that, but they did. Yeah. Well, it kind of looks like like they, he's just running around the bar, but they just slowed down the footage. <laughs> so it's just like slightly slow-mo. I think that's what they did. Um or but, they like made him dizzy or something. Yeah. <laughs> but they sing "Who Let the Dogs Out," obviously, which yeah. is it's it's a cute scene. So like Lucas or Jared is like, "Who let the dogs out?" <laughs> but he's and just like, was like did, did you notice the cameo in that? Uh, no. Who who was in it? The 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 four men standing in the back. The four black men that uh-huh. are like. Uh, at at the back of the bar, it was the that was the Baja man. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, did you not see that? No, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, that's I guess I got... don't know what they look like, but <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I had to look it up. All right, when I was like reading through the trivia on this, it was like the four men standing in the back were the Baja men, uh-huh. and so that's I guess that's how they got the rights to do that song. Okay, I'm uh, looking also at the trivia now, and they did in fact just slow down footage of him. <laughs> running through the bar to make it look like a drunk dog which it kind of works it, it gets the message across i yeah but yeah that was kind of unusual to see not as bad as a dog being tackled but uh-huh. uh still kind of uh jarring in a way to see a dog clearly struggling with alcoholism yeah um he's been through a lot you know he's been yeah. crushed by football players yeah, so here's here's a really big question that I have. Okay. Why why did Mr. Why? Mr. Mas- Mr. Mas- yeah, why? That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh why did Mr. Masterson He's clearly not a big bi- a very good businessman. Oh yeah. Because he literally bets the golf course up front. <laughs> Which I actually think that was a pretty good joke just just the way um Lucas Grabeel plays that when he's just like, uh, uh, okay, yeah, okay, sure. Um, I mean, the stakes are if Mr. Masterson loses, Lucas gets the golf, or uh, Jared gets the golf course, mm-hmm. and if Jared loses, Buddy gets euthanized. <laughs> so, yeah, they're pretty big stakes, but I'd say Mr. Masterson has more to lose. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the golf course comes back in any of the Air Buddies movies. I know it doesn't in the first one because I've seen that one, but yeah, like now they have yeah, a cousin that owns a golf course. Um, I haven't seen it. Okay, yeah. I mean, maybe there's like an. Uh, I think it would work as like an animated thing, but I haven't seen it like anymore. Yeah. In my exposure to Air Bud. Right. Um, okay. Oh, well, man. any it, other? I just love. I just love how. At that moment, he's like, "I'm gonna. I'm, this dog needs to be euthanized." Mm-hmm. And then you know they they do their bet, and he's like, "Huh, I'm. If you beat me, you get my golf course. And if I beat you, your dog." And then he does the like finger across the neck. Mm-hmm. 
and there's like a crowd around them, which you would think that the mayor would intervene, but he never does. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't think, like, I almost kind of wish that he had lost because I feel like there's no way he could have. That Jared had lost? Yeah, yeah, because I, I just feel like there's no way he could have actually had Airbud killed. Like, how, how would I he mean, have done that? probably not. I yeah. guess he would have I'm... tried to press charges for him biting his hand or whatever. Right, that's kind of the extent that he, you know, could have gone through, but he didn't have any, like, lacerations on his hand. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so. I mean, I do agree that the shot of him getting into the cop car at the end in handcuffs is so unnecessary. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they the felt fact they need to that they that. drive the cop car onto the golf course. Yeah, <laughs> and what's kind of sad is that you you don't really know what happens with Samuel. No, no, his his owner's in jail now. I guess so. Like, where's he gonna I, go? I'm ass- I, I'm assuming that he comes with the golf course. Uh, and so okay. now. Now Jared has the burden of owning a horse. See that? Um, well, that's kind of a missed opportunity because one thing they could have done was have Jared be like dreading the day when Buddy has to go back. He's like, "Oh, what we we're friends now," and then it ends with him like sending Buddy home, but he's got a horse now as his friend. But they don't right. do that at all. So, yeah, it's just kind of, like you see them waving away Mister Masterson mm-hmm. in the uh, in the cop car. And you just see Samuel standing on the golf course, just looking aimless. <laughs> <laughs> His big dumb horse face. Uh, so you, you don't really see what happens to him. Yeah. Um, okay, we did not talk at all about one character that um, she wasn't a huge part of the movie, but so mm-hmm. it makes sense that we kind of missed her. But the love interest girl. That, oh yes. What was her name? Um, uh, Kiki, I think. <sighs> I think I think it's Kiki. This was I will say, she was pretty, uh, she was pretty forgettable. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, she she's not developed at all. Very horribly written character. I think she has like three scenes, and they're all like forty seconds. Her yeah, name definitely starts with a K. It's either like Kiki, K, K, Car, Car, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it starts with a K of some kind. It's like a you know a double name type of yeah. thing. But literally, it's just like she runs into Jared a few times on the golf course, and she's like a golfer herself. And she's just like, huh, that's a nice dog you got there. And he's like, yeah, he plays golf. And she's like, I doubt that. And then she like sees (laughs) a little bit of the match at the end and is like, wow. And then like kisses Jared on the cheek after he wins. Yeah, like, it's like, I guess they're an item now. (laughs) I guess they're a thing. Yeah. uh, In the the Jared Airbud universe. (laughs) I want more movies with Jared. He was a little bit better than Josh. He had a little more charisma, like yeah. I said, because Josh was a little more emotionally devastated just <laughs> in every scene. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Jared seems like he's just got, like, an all-around good life. Yeah, no, but I I like that Jared, or Lucas Grabeel, whatever, feels like, he, he seems like he knows what kind of movies he's in more than the R- Josh right, actor right. did. Yeah. Um, I see what you're. I see what you're saying because, like I said in the first ones, they they felt like they had to do a lot of them have a lot of emotional or like serious beats. Yeah. But in this one, the most serious they have is where like Jared's like, "Oh no, my dog might or my cousin's dog might get euthanized," and then they just kind of move on from there. Like it's nothing. 
too, too heavy. Yeah. And like, I mean, we touched on this earlier, but the scene, you know, the scene that's in every Airbud movie where it's like playing the music that's like, and he's like throwing him a basketball and stuff. They replace that in this movie with, you know, like I said, he's showing the dog how to hold a golf club and stuff but the music that's playing is yakety sax so it's just like (laughs) and so like that's one of the most you know (laughs) emotional moments of the other movies and they just make it a a joke in this one joke in this one (laughs) and the music is so funny yeah. Oh man. Good and they stuff. Do, they do they they do that thing that like a lot of 90s movies did where like it, they would sp- slightly speed up footage of people running around where they just kind of <laughs> yeah. looked like zany and like where where uh, Jared was chasing Buddy around the golf course with like his arms running in the air. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this movie's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's fun. That's why I gave it a 5. <laughs> I like when they uh, do the they kind of poke fun at the Scooby-Doo thing where they're running it out of door to s- doors and stuff, but he's ca- chasing him around a golf course, so it's like he's just, they're weaving in and out of trees and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that scene was very funny. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. Uh, I don't know. I, there was just a lot of moments in this movie where I was checking my phone. You know, <laughs> I never checked my phone once. It had my you attention the whole time. This. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot shorter than the other movies. I yeah, it's say. only seventy-four minutes, which is yeah. like that's a short movie. Yeah, it's pretty short. I mean, there wasn't anything where I was like, "Man, I wish." Well, obviously, there were moments where I was like, "They should have developed that more," mm-hmm. but I was never like hoping and praying that I would see more character development. So, yeah, um, it's a pretty lean movie. For sure, and I don't know. I I feel I like there's either. this movie is a lot of things, but it's not boring. <laughs> that is not no. Well, that I is one thing that. that it is not. It was very boring, but it just never held my attention. Mm-hmm. So it was clearly not written for me. No, but, uh, no. I mean, I mean, we'll get to who we think it's good for here in a little bit. But yeah. Um. So, any any other thoughts before we move on to our next segment? just a dumb movie it's a dumb movie it's a dumb movie but i would be open to coming back and talking about more airboat movies in the future if you want i just don't want (coughs) to talk about one uh probably not in 2019 no more no more airboat no more airboat for 2019 um but like i said we don't have any sinful moments this week but we do have a few hot takes yeah Uh, as uh as a change of pace, uh, you're doing hot takes this yes. week. Yes, I'm going to do them um, because I just wanted to take a little bit of the burden off my wonderful co-host. Um, Aww. So, Aww. Well, and also because I had something a little bit different that I wanted to do this week for hot takes. It's still the same oh. thing. They're still from online, um, and they're still hot takes. However, <laughs> most of the like Amazon and... Uh, IMDb reviews were very standard. Like, oh, it's just a bad movie. Like, um, yeah, there there wasn't really anything funny. So I wanted to read the actual reviews that Roger Ebert wrote for these movies. Oh no, no, this is the first one. I've got two of them, and I won't read the whole thing because obviously they're pretty long. But <clears throat> okay, here's the first one. Airbud in the Rough is a movie about time, patience, and loyalty. Not sexy qualities, perhaps, but <laughs> but they grow on you during the subterranean progress of the story, which is about Wait, how two men serving life sentence, sentences in prison become friends and find a way to fight off despair. So, like, that's that's a take, I guess. 
I guess by two men, he means Buddy and Jared. Prison? Yeah, it's like a metaphorical prison, I assume. Oh, okay. Um, The story is narrated by Jared, um, who has been inside the walls of Shawshank Prison for a very long time. Um, I don't... I don't know what he's getting at there. That's not really how I interpreted it, but and it is it's leading entrepreneur. Uh he can get you whatever you want. Cigarettes, candy, even a little rock pick like an amateur geologist might use. One day he and his fellow inmates watch the latest busload of prisoners unload and then make bets on who will cry during the first night in prison and who will not. So like uh, This is You know, I think uh, Roger Ebert may have uh accidentally his thumb drives and no i think this is just subtext that we missed somehow you think so yeah i'm not going to read the whole thing but i'm going to skip to the last paragraph because i think there's some good stuff in here okay Um, Airbud in the rough is not a depressing story although i may have made it sound that way there's a lot of life and humor in it and warmth in the friendship that builds between buddy and jared There's even excitement and suspense, although not when we expect it. But mostly the film is an allegory about holding on to a sense of personal worth, despite (laughs) everything. If the film is perhaps a little slow in its middle passages, maybe that is part of the idea, too. To give us a sense of the laden passage of time before the glory of the final redemption. So, um, I don't know. Uh He seems to have liked this more than a lot of people did. It seems more artful. He's giving, I think, more artful credit than... uh then I think it deserves. That's just me personally. Um, and this is also from Roger Ebert. <laughs> so he wrote. Hey I guess he watched. So he watched it again in 2007, and he wrote another review because. Okay. So he said he didn't. Uh, he felt like he missed some stuff the first time around, so he did another review in 2007. Uh-huh. So here it is. Um, it must be heartbreaking to be able to appreciate true genius and fa- yet fall just short of it yourself. A man can oh, spend yikes. his entire life studying to be a mathematician. And yet, Wait, who does? He said, a man can spend his entire life. So this is hypothetical. Oh. He's still, oh, okay, okay. this is all just, you know, prelude to uh, his actual review. S- uh, spend his entire life studying to be a ma- mathematician, which I guess is like, that would be a parallel journey to becoming good at golf, I guess. Um, I guess. Uh, and yet watch helplessly while a high school dropout, a janitor, scrabble, scribbles down the answers to questions the professor is baffled by. Um, so this is all hypothetical before he really gets into talking about the movie, I guess. But Okay. Uh, it's also heartbreaking when genius won't recognize itself, and that's the most baffling problem of all in Airbud in the Rough, the smart, involving story of a working-class kid from Boston. So I guess he's from Boston. <laughs> I, think yeah, we, I guess we missed that. I he didn't have much of an part. accent. Uh, yeah. So, again, I'll just kind of skip down to the last little bit here. Um, <clears throat> here is a character who has four friends who love and want to help him, yet he's threatened by their help because it means abandoning all of his old, sick, dysfunctional defense mechanisms. <laughs> so I think he's talking about Buddy here. Yeah. Who are his four friends? <laughs> Jared? Uh, Jared? I guess the Fram family? There's uh, four of them. So. Maybe. I was thinking Jared Kiki, the groundskeeper. Yeah. Um, the horse? Uh, the horse, I guess. <laughs> what are you thinking, Roger? Uh, and then he ends it by saying, as Louis Armstrong once said, there's some folks that if they don't know, you can't tell them. This movie is about whether Jared is one of those folks. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, okay. Thanks, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Roger Ebert, he gave it four stars, four stars the first time, 
and then five uh, the second time, which is crazy. Wow. So he liked it a little more. Yeah. Time. So <laughs> he, he's cool. a big fan of this movie. Um, I'm surprised that he reviewed it <laughs> straight to DVD Disney. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he liked it, so uh, I guess we're wrong? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're wrong. No. I mean, Roger Ebert is not he's not the end-all, be-all for film True. opinions, but we can disagree. Uh, I'm glad that somebody liked it, though. I mean, I think I still I like it better than the football, football one, for sure. The football. The football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like it a little bit better than the football one, just because <laughs> it kind of leans into the leans into the weirdness more than that one does. Yeah. And that's apparently what Roger saw. So that was hot takes from online. A little thank, bit different this week. Thank you, Elisha. Yeah. 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 Appreciate that. Um, so I guess we should get into our three questions here. Let's run it through the gauntlet. Run it through the gauntlet. <laughs> First question. Is this movie good for kids? I'm I torn. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to give you a surprise answer. Okay. I'm going to say yes. All right. All right. Well, then I'll say yes, too, because I was kind of on the fence. But okay. I so feel like you just gave me permission. Yeah. I mean, it's a wacky, weird movie. Now, there is the dog drinking stuff and yeah, the euthanasia yeah, yeah. stuff. But like I said, I think the euthanasia stuff will kind of go over um, it was def- most Yeah, the heads. more adult themes were played to kind of only be like to go completely over kids' heads. So. Yeah. Um, is it good for adults? I'm going to say no. Yeah. I mean, I think even though, like I said, um, I have never, I've never had the alcohol before, right? Right, Uh, no. But right, I feel like this would be a fun drinking game. (laughs) What? How so? What? What's the? Every time you hear Mr. Masterson scream, you take a shot. Oh yeah. So you'll be blitzed in minutes. So by that metric, you're saying that this is good for adults? No, I'm going to say no. Okay, (laughs) me too. Yeah, let's say no. Um, does it stand the test of time? Well, we hadn't seen this one. We, but hadn't, we hadn't seen it, but... Um, does it live up to what an Airbud movie should be? I would say... I would argue yes. Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, like you can tell that the overall production quality was less yeah. than the originals. For um, sure. Um, oh, so, no. That means it gets a two out of three. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so it doesn't go up in our rafters, though. Yeah, this just sits in the sits in the stands, but we don't get to send it to wine country. Correct. It does not go to wine country. Yep. So that's Airbud in the Rough. You know what they should have called this movie? What? Um, I just had a great title because it has a horse in it. That the title doesn't say anything about that. Oh yeah, Airbud Par for the Horse. Would that have been a better Par- title? Yeah, but then it would have been focused solely on the horse. I guess so. I just think. Well, I mean, it kind of it's Airbud in the rough, no time for horseplay. So, that's not the title though. That's like the tagline. I know, I know, but yeah, you're probably right. It fits. It fits. fits. Okay, so um, announcements. Yeah. We have not announced what we're doing next on the show. Oh, Uh, but I'm excited. You are excited. Oh, oh, but I'm excited. So we're coming up on our one year anniversary of the show. Um, Hooray! Which applause, is, applause. Oh yeah, uh, um, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary of the show. Thank you, thank you. And we're still figuring it out. We're still figuring it out. However, I think we've gotten into 
a little bit of a rhythm here. A little bit of a groove. We know a little bit about what we're about. And uh-huh. we want to do something that we've been talking about doing. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> no. Since the beginning of the show, um, we're going to finally talk about that big green boy. That big green boy. <laughs> the big green boy who is like an onion. <laughs> I'm talking about the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ang Lee's the Hulk. Yes. Uh, no, Ang Lee's is just called Hulk. There's no the. Yeah, true. No, that's a joke. It's We're talking about the other green boy, the one with alien ears, um, who makes candles from his ears. His name uh, is... Hey, can you can you repeat that? I like... You, oh. you cut out. No, we're talking about the other big green boy. Um, his name is Shrek. He makes <laughs> candles from his ears. He... he uh, does not like parfaits. He's not a fan of parfaits. And sometimes he says mild swears. He says a few swears. Um, and he's he's a very edgy, unconventional hero and probably the most defining character of our generation for sure. So, um, I'm going to make an early prediction Uh-oh. and say I'm going to love this. Really? Just like the movie, the first movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. People I, hate on people hate on the Shrek, but yeah. I think he's a great character, and we'll get into it more in a few. Okay, weeks. I have a feeling I'll like it less than you, but I I don't think I'm going to hate it. Um, Fair enough. But we're going to talk about the first three Shrek films. So what we have dubbed the Prince Charming trilogy. Uh huh. Um, which really charming is only in two and three. He's not in the first one, but. Right. He's the I Davy they, Jones they talk of the about series. him in the first one. <laughs> Do they? I think they mention Prince Charming at a certain point. Probably. They're so, like, I'm not the, he's uh, not like I'm not the Prince Charming. I mean, that doesn't count. <laughs> That's just yeah. a reference. <laughs> yeah, uh, true. Well, but, uh, but it's somebody's name. <laughs> so, we're doing 1 through 3 um and obviously our first one will be the movie that is just called Shrek and that will be our next episode so you can get excited about that. Um, Clint, I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited yes. for you. I have a question for you. Nope. We haven't. We can't talk about how much money we've made on we Etsy. Cannot. It's tax season, <laughs> and so I'm really afraid. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's. We will report back <laughs> to our after listeners April. after April on how much money we've made on Etsy. But we don't really want y'all getting all up in our business about that. Yeah, like we can't let we they cannot find out. Yeah, uh, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at purely nostalgia, Instagram, uh, purely nostalgia pod, and inconsistent then, brand. Yeah, very inconsistent. Um, I'm at Elisha P Smith on Twitter, and it's the same on Letterbox. And I am at Clint J H Page. The J H stands for Jazz Hands on Twitter and Letterbox as well. Um, but don't bother really following me on Letterbox because I have not <laughs> updated it in a while. You're doing a bad job. I'm doing a bad job, and they'll probably kick me off. You've you've watched movies though. You just ha- oh, don't yeah. log them, right? I just don't log them. I don't for, I don't remember to. I need to just text you every day and be like, "Did you watch a movie today? Did you watch a movie today? Don't forget to log it." Bingo. Right. Well, at least you have a presence on there. Um, well. So, yeah, that's it. We'll talk about the big green boy later. But in the meantime, we'll see you bassoon. And Skinath for listening.
everybody is one of the characters. Everybody, okay. Name your friend's character on the count of three. One, one two, two, three. Phoebe. Phoebe. Oh, darn. Oh, we're both Phoebe. We're both Phoebe. That's why we started a podcast, because we're so random and wacky. Because we're random and goofy, and we, like, are just kind of out there and weird, but... It's yeah. like people can relate to how weird and goofy and weird and random we are, and that makes them feel better about themselves, which is lo- why we all love the show Friends, because we see it and we think we are these we are these wacky people. They're oh us. My word. They're oh us my and word. our friends. Isn't Friends like just like kind of cringy sometimes? It's like, like pretty freaking cringy because they get into some situations where you're like, <laughs> don't if even this tell me. happened no, don't even say in it. real life. It'd be like, what? Call the cops. <laughs> it would be like, call the cops is what it'd be like. 